Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Caught Looking Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Balzano, along here with Kyle Scaffarello and Mark Kantorski, as always. Now, I was out last week, so let me just welcome myself back first. Uh, and very, very briefly, just have to say a few things about the show last week that you know I, I didn't really like. Paul Goldschmidt, you guys are really, really dumb. He does not suck. He never sucked. The Dodgers are two games out of first place, so you know that's a ballsy pick that uh, definitely worked out. And uh, overall, you guys did a good job, but you missed me, and you, I know you missed me. You are all over the map with that whole that opening right there. You guys missed me. That's the, that's, that's the main point, all right? That's the main point from that. All right, first off we're going to talk about is strikeouts in Major League Baseball, right? Because this is something that we should have talked about a long time ago, to be honest, because it's becoming a huge problem. There are more strikeouts than hits this year, at least through the beginning of June. So the big, the big problem is that we're striking out at a 22.6% rate this year. That's up 1% from last year, which was 216 and it was 15% in 2006. That's a 6% climb in less than 10, almost a little bit over 10 years. Is this a problem, Kyle? Absolutely fucking not. First of all, strikeouts are exciting. I'll give you that. When Max Scherzer steps up on the mound, strikes out 14 fucking batters, it's exciting when he stomps up off the mound. I love strikeouts. Secondly, who gives a fuck how somebody gets out? Honestly, who gives a fuck? If someone hits a home run, good. If they strike out, well, that sucks. Same as grounding out. As long as there was nobody on base, I really don't give a fuck. You know who fucking hates when someone strikes out? Every guy in the field. And they hate when you watch a guy. Carlos Martinez is a perfect example. I've seen a game where he had nine strikeouts and five fucking walks. He, I think he had eight walks in one game last year. So the, the problem with strikeouts is it increases the walks as well because pitchers are throwing for the strikeout, not for contact. And once you don't get contact... All the fielders sit there, and they've fucking got their thumb in their ass. Yeah, it's exciting to watch, but is it really exciting to watch when you're watching a 3-2 count every, and the guys are taking 35 minutes for fucking one at-bat, especially in the postseason? No one wants to see that. Everyone wants to watch the guy go, hit, and get on with the game. Let's go. Move the pace up. That's, all right, that's I, the I got, I got to chime in here. First of all, uh, speaking as a Division three pitcher, fuck the field, dude. Fuck the fielders. It doesn't matter. If you want to strike out every single batter in the game, good. Try to do that. I don't understand this whole this whole misogynistic. Uh, you know, misogynistic. we we need to. Well, that well that because we we want to be alone on the mound, and we are alone on the mound. You guys can help us out as much as we want. We're alone on that mound, and you can make a great play and help us out. But we need to make the pitches, and nothing you do saying, "Ah, come on, let's go, boys, let's go, boys." Nothing's gonna make it really better besides us mentally preparing and trying to get an out. Yeah, I don't really care. I don't really give a fuck about the fielders either. I'm, when I go to a game, I buy a ticket, I buy a beer, I'm going to look for home runs, I'm going to look for good pitching. I really don't give a shit if someone makes a nice play at shortstop. Wait, that was cool. Rather see somebody strike out, to be honest. I don't, I did so, so disagree with that. It actually hurts because the strikeout, it's so boring. Like, the ball goes in the catcher's glove, nothing happens. It's like, all right, you're out, done. Like, I want to see the ball get hit. I want to see the guy have to run to first. I don't care if it's a fucking ground ball or shortstop. And it's a routine play. I'd rather see a guy go up there swinging and actually making fucking contact. Let's get more hits than strikeouts this year. Like, I don't understand that. That is a problem. You cannot have a guy getting out, striking out, more times than they're getting hits. Yeah, but the, the thing is that home runs are going up at the same time strikeouts are going up. 
So you have one with the other. I mean, I, I'm fine with home runs going up, and I'm also fine with strikeouts going up. Would you rather home runs go down, Mark? I would rather see the ball being hit more. That's oh, all. Mark, I don't care. Mark dislikes home runs. Mark, do, I, Mark dislikes home runs. What, that's what do you fake know? news, and it's just not okay. All right, listen, Mark. You're just stupid, all right? But one more little tidbit to close this out. In 2006 is when hits and strikeouts were closest ever, and ever since then it's been trending up so that there's more strikeouts per game than hits per game. In 2006, it was 8.7 hits per game, and in 2006, it was 8.4 strikeouts per game. Ever since then, uh, for before 2006, the time period was so that strikeouts were always less. Now, after 2006, baseball has completely changed, and we lose the traditions of the pitchers from 1902, which would strike out one batter a game, but go 12 fucking innings if the score was tied. Are, are we ready to move on from this? Are we ready to see a pitcher throw 120 pitches, leave after five innings, but get 10 strikeouts and call that a good game? Kyle? Yes. Yep. Fine with it. All right. Love strikeouts. Mark? I, no. I, I think a pitcher should be able to go the whole fucking game. You, should have, you shouldn't be going out there saying, I want to go ten, five innings, get 10 strikeouts, and throw as many pitches as I can. You should go out there and say, I want to go nine innings and win the game. Yeah, go fucking tell the Rays manager that, dude. He loves that. <laughs> All right, that's a, that's enough from you guys on that one. We're moving on to the home run derby. Perfect transition because of the amount of strikeouts, the home runs go up when you try to hit the ball out of the park because you uppercut, and that's how this league's fucking trending nowadays. Women love the long ball, baby. Chicks dig the long ball. Okay, so we're going to build our dream home run derby lineup. So I'm going to let Mark start off on this one. Mark, who's your guys that you really want to see in the home run derby? Are we talking about current players or all time? I'm going to say current players. You can name your all time after. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'll just name four. I feel like that's a fair number. Uh, I'm going to say Trout, Judge, Martinez, and Jose Ramirez. But Indians bias coming in a little bit, but that guy has 22 home runs this year. So, Kyle? Yeah, I got J.D. Martinez, B. Rice Harper, motherfucker. I got uh, John Carlos Stanton, and I got, who? Who should I have as fourth? Um, You know what? Fuck it. Scooter Jeanette. He's my guy. Wow. Scooter fucking Jeanette. All right. Beautiful swing. So someone who is actually a better hitter than Scooter Jeanette would probably be Madison Bumgarner, who's a pitcher. And I would love, we've been talking about this for a couple years now, and it's gotten no real traction. It's definitely not going to happen this year. I don't know if it's going to happen in the future, but I would love to see a pitcher home run derby. So who would be in the pitcher home run derby? I got a couple names to throw at you. Max Scherzer, I did not have on here, and just because you love the Nationals to the point where you'd bend over for him, not going to put Max Scherzer on this list. So, I have Madison Bumgarner, obviously. He leads the league in home runs. Tyson Ross leads pitchers in exit velocity. Well, and Tyson Ross throws in the upper 90s. So just Yeah, but is that is that a knock on his fastball or a plus on his hitting? Besides this year, it kind of sucks. Tyson Ross has never really been the guy to uh, He's been carry a serviceable guy. Nothing he may be the guy in the future, though. So Listen, if we're going to put pitchers in the home run derby, why not have a, a bunt competition? All I'm saying That's is... That's what I want to see. Why don't we just have a strikeout competition? Let's just get all the fucking get guys who over have the most it, strikeouts. Get over just it, Get them up there. Since everyone Mark, loves a strikeout, let's just get no Cinder Garden against fucking Mark. eight-year-olds. Like, we I, moved on, Mark. We You love the strikeout <laughs> so much. Listen, if if there was a pitcher home run derby, I wouldn't I wouldn't really probably I wouldn't enjoy it probably because they really can't hit home runs. The thing that I want to see if we're gonna spice up the home run derby instead of throwing pitchers in there, get the little kids out of the outfield. Because first of all, yes. the minute that one of those little kids gets drilled with a John Carlos Stanton 119 mile an hour piss missile is the day that Major League Baseball goes under. Yeah. I but I don't it, care what anybody says. 
I'm rooting for one of them to get hit. Okay, I want one of them to get hit. They're kind of asking for it. They're They're absolutely asking for it. They're 14-year-olds, and I wanted to get that opportunity when I was younger, and I never did because I didn't have a daddy in the major leagues. Well, Joe, the only thing is if you were the kid in the outfield, you'd probably be the one to get hit. Undoubtedly. My second reason, my second way that we could make the home run derby better, we put celebrities in the outfield. This is what I have wanted for so long. Let's get Rudy Giuliani in the outfield, slap a first baseman's mitt on his hand, and get him running around the outfield when guys are hitting bombs toward him. Seinfeld. That's what I want. Jerry what? Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. I absolutely love that your first celebrity you thought of was Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a little background on Kyle right there. He's, yeah, Rudy Giuliani's actually my uncle, so thanks, yeah. Uncle Rudy. I don't know if that's true, but all right. <laughs> we're, we're moving on again. Talking about home runs, we're going to talk about an absolute phenom hitting home runs right now. He hit a home run a couple days ago, further than I've seen a home run hit at the Nationals Park ever. And I'm not a Nationals fan. This is no bias. It's Juan Soto, everybody. The 19-year-old stud, he's younger than me. He's younger than other people in this room. He is ridiculous. So if you're Juan Soto, right, and you're up now, you're going to be a free agent at 25 years old. So to build up to that, what are you going to do to make sure that you are the next Bryce Harper? You're looking at a $400 million contract in six years. Mark? I mean, keep hitting home runs like he's been hitting. And I just think you're putting a lot of pressure on him, saying you got to be the next Bryce Harper. How about he's the first Juan Soto and let him become his own player instead of trying to live outside the shadow of Bryce Harper? Especially if Harper leaves. It's, it's, I mean, he he's going to be the guy that everyone looks to, but – that team is good enough that he doesn't have to carry them. So for him, it's just stay within yourself. You know, keep hitting home runs and do what you've been doing. Right. Well, the reason I brought up Bryce Harper was just because he's he was 19 when he came up too. And that's, uh, you know, he, he is now on the verge of the $4 million contract. Kyle? It, you guys aren't noticing that he already fucking is Bryce Harper. There are two reasons why. One, hype train. Bryce Harper had the biggest hype train ever coming out of high school. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, and he was. they said he was just like LeBron as the chosen one, right? We are talking about... We were talking about Bryce Harper's free agency when he was fucking born. Now we're talking about Juan Soto's free agency when he's been up here a month and a half. He's already got the hype train just like Bryce. And two is home runs. Bryce Harper is known for home runs. Juan Soto, so far, has been known for home runs. Joe, let me knock a little stat right at you here. There is a list of teenagers to have six home runs as a teenager. That list goes as follows. Bryce Harper, Ken Griffey Jr., Robin Yount, Manny Machado, Adrian Beltre, Cesar Cedeno, and Juan Soto. And on that list, there are two actual Hall of Famers, two probable Hall of Famers, one certain Hall of Famer, and one guy who just obviously didn't make it. That's a great fucking list. It is. To be it on. is a great list, and that's that's why we have that's why we hype these guys up. There's not a lot of 19 year olds that come up. And talking about these phenoms that come up that are so young, it's becoming more common in baseball. This was a thing in the early baseball era in the 1900s when you saw a Lou Gehrig at 18 years old or Joe DiMaggio at 19 years old leave his actual life to play baseball with a professional team. Now, there's a couple other guys that I want to talk about besides Juan Soto that are young and that have potential to be big money guys one day because, you know, we love to see their stats, but for their personal gains, you know, you're working towards that free agent contract and for everybody, the clock's ticking. It's six years. What can you do in your first six years in the league? So for Glaber Torres, who is probably going to win AL Rookie of the Year this year, he's 21 years old, is he going to be as big as Juan Soto or bigger, Mark? 
Oh, he's better. 100% he's better. You just I mean, playing Yankee Stadium doesn't hurt him cuz obviously he's got he's got a swing tailored for it. He's got 14 home runs. He's you know, he's barely even got his feet wet in the MLB. He I test wise, they're both obviously phenoms. They're amazing, but Glaber Torres looks like the best player in the MLB 10 years from now in my yeah, opinion. I, I hate to agree with you. And I'm going to say this with as little bias as possible, that I th- personally think that Gliber Torres is going to be better than every single person on the Yankees roster at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Currently, the current Yankee roster. Include fucking John Carlos Stanton in that. Yeah. Even with his past right. accomplishments. I think Gliber Torres may be even better. But it, who's going to win NL Rookie of the Year? Juan Soto. So, I mean, I love to compare these guys, but they're just completely different animals. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, and one more guy that I just want to talk about real quick. Uh Ronald Acuna, who hasn't really accomplished anything. He's 20 years old. He's really young. He's been hurt, and he's been decent. He's been pretty good while he's been up. He's 20 years old. So where do we weigh these guys? Where do we weigh this guy with these other guys? Is he on the same level as them, or is he lower than them, Kyle? He's definitely on the same level, in my opinion. This injury, you can't you can't discount Acuna just because the injury. He came up on a good Braves team, who's in the uh, uh, top of the division right now, and he started. He was knocking home runs out of the park. The problem was that he got hurt. We can't knock the guy because he got hurt. But is he at? The, if we look forward, will at the end of the day he be as good as Soto and Gliber? In my opinion, write down the date today because this is what I'm saying. I don't think so. I think that he might even be a guy like Miguel Sano, who was up way too early and he should have stayed down. The Braves kept him down for a little bit of an extended time, but I think they should have took a Blue Jays route, just like they're doing with Vlad Jr. and kept him down even longer. I just don't think he's ready yet. Mark? Uh, I think Acuna is better than Soto, not better than Glaber. Really? He's right in the middle there because I think he looks like he has five tools. He has everything you could ask for in an outfielder. He's – and I – from everything I've seen, I mean, he wasn't terrible when he came up. He's 20 years old. He, you know, the, the whole Braves team is still growing together. He is a franchise cornerstone and uh, – he could also be a future MVP. Like it is not out of the question that he could win MVPs, be an All Star, and maybe even bring the Braves a World Series. Yeah, but I don't think Acuna is scary like Soto. So you know how many? So above A ball, high A ball, Juan Soto had a total of thirty at bats before he got called up to the major leagues. He has a, there was some crazy stat like a fifty percent line drive rate he had in the in the minor leagues. That's he Juan Soto is a scary human being. Acuna doesn't scare me like that. I I'm so confident in Juan Soto that when Bryce Harper hits free agency this year and he doesn't sign back with the Nationals, I'm gonna be less sad because we have Juan Soto and he's been so good and he's been a fucking stud. He has the same hype as Bryce. He's hitting just as good as Bryce did when he was young. What is to say that in three years and then five years, he doesn't win a MVP and then he doesn't have a crazy season? It's Acuna doesn't have the the body of work yet because of the injury. So I you can't put him above Soto, but like Soto's just so fucking scary, bro. I don't know. I think it's it's so early with everyone that you it's hard to you can't exactly predict how this guy's going to go and project what's going to happen in the future, but. Acuna, the, it's not like you need to be an intimidating presence at the plate to make a difference. Uh, Jose Altuve is the perfect example. The guy's tiny. He, he's great with the bat, though. I mean, it doesn't. You don't need to be the huge body. To Ozzy Albie's is five foot eight. Yeah, the, you don't. And that's right there. His teammate. He's bigger than him, and they're both cornerstones. They're both guys who are going to be 
in the conversation for all-star appearances and MVPs in the future. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Are you saying you're not nervous when you see Jose Altuve? He may be short, but goddamn, it's 330 every year. Well, but my point is that you don't need to be an intimidating presence at the plate in terms of, like, stature. I'm saying that he is an intimidating presence, even though he's small. Like, stature-wise, he's still intimidating. Even though he's short, he's... All of these guys, all of these guys, when they come up to the plate, you're going to be fucking scared. Whether it's now or in five years, you're going to be fucking scared when some of the, somebody like Ozzy Albies, Ronald Acuna, Glaber Torres, Juan Soto comes to the plate. Any of these guys, you're going to be scared, and that's the bottom line. But Juan Soto, most scared. We'll see. We'll see. It depends, it depends on the next couple years. We're moving on. Uh, just the last tidbit of information for that. These guys, all under 21. Aaron Judge, 25 last year in Rookie of the Year. So Who's the youngest? Youngest to everyone rookie of the year. No, who's the youngest out of those guys? Juan Soto. Youngest out of those guys is Juan Soto, yes. Relax, Kyle, all right? By like a year and a half. Stud. Okay, we're moving on to the top five shortstops in Major League Baseball. This is a hot-button issue, a very hot-button issue, because at the beginning of the year, MLB Network had their own top ten shortstops, and it rattled a lot of people. Not a lot of people in this room liked it. I didn't like it. Nobody really liked it. So we're going to give you our own. Kyle, we're going to start with you. Top five shortstops. Before I give you my top five, I remember arguing with you two idiots for a very extensive amount of time about these top five shortstops. Strictly because Mark and I are on our favorite teams, we have two very, very good shortstops. And it's just it's just annoying. My top five, what do you want me to do? Five to one? Yeah, do one five to, to five. one. And then... Five to ones. I have, all, I have Simmons at five. Trey Turner at four. Manny Machado at three, Lindor at two, and Correa at one. Mark? I hate your list. That's horrible. Five, I got Gene Segura. Four, Simmons. Three, Correa. Two, Machado. One, Lindor. Bias. It's not bias. Mark, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that's that the most had, biased no, thing No, it's ever ridiculous heard. because you had almost the same exact list as I had. Now, I didn't think you were going to say Gene Segura, so let me pull up some numbers to Gene Segura and just see how underrated he really is. He's batting 334 on the year, 52 runs scored, 6 home runs, 44 RBIs, and 14 stolen bases. Seattle has been a a big project of discussion this year because they're good, and no one really expected them to be good. So I had Gene Segura at 5. 4, I had Corey Seager. If he's not playing, I'll put Simmons there or Trey Turner. I had a toss-up between them two. Then I put Trey Turner at three, Correa at two, Lindor at one. Machado, I don't know if he's a shortstop. I haven't seen a lot of him. I haven't seen him play shortstop enough, so I didn't put him. He would be easily on here top three, but I still think he's a third baseman. He's be- made better plays as a third baseman. He's not a gold glove caliber shortstop. And when he's a free agent next year, is he going to sign as a shortstop or is he going to sign as a third baseman? No doubt shortstop. I don't think he'll go somewhere where he's going to have to play. He left third base on his own doing. He's not going to go sign somewhere just because they – you're going to give him a lot of money. I think he's got to give him some credit. He wants to play shortstop. Let me get back to Kyle's list. What, what are you doing putting Correa 1 and Lindor 2? Bro, Correa got a fucking ring, pal. What is that, that? Where's Lindor's ring? Oh, my God. You, you're coming at him like that? Yeah, yeah I'm going to come at him like that. He's not He's not better than Correa because he doesn't have a World Series ring. That's not a good argument. That's not a good argument. argument here this is not LeBron and Michael Jordan. This is Carlos Correa is better than Lindor. Because he won a world, that, only because he won a World Series. Uh, so, not just that. Just because he's got a better arm and he's got better range and he's better than Lindor. He does not have better range and he doesn't, he doesn't even hit more home runs. Lindor's better offensively and defensively. There is no... He, Lindor, I've watched, it, like, enough to know. He, to be biased. Oh, my 
God. All right, let's pretend I'm a Yankee fan for a second. Uh, D.D. Gregorius. No. no. Because D.D. Gregorius is top 10. Uh, Yankee fans don't have a goddamn aneurysm. He's definitely top 10, but don't put him near the five. He's outside looking in. I think Corey Seager's better than him. Corey Seager's easily better than him. I think I think that in, on my outside looking in, I have Seager, Segura, then like a mix of D.D. and Xander. Because of potential? No, Trey Turner leads the league in steals. I don't have Trey Turner on my top five. I don't think – I mean – I think he's good. I like Trey Turner a lot, but I don't think he's there. I think Andrelton Simmons is better. I think Segura is better. I like easily, and then obviously those top three are those top three. You can't. Simmons is that. undoubtedly the best defensive shortstop in baseball. Okay. I would agree. Let's with just that. put that yeah. aside. Yeah. But in the NL fielding war, Trey Turner leads the league. He doesn't have a great arm. He's skinny. He doesn't have a great arm, but he leads the league in fielding war. He's a great fielder. On top of that, he's got I think he's got twenty steals so far on the year, which is phenomenal. You don't see Brandon Crawford going out there stealing 20 bases. And he, his hitting is about, he's about, what, 260? It's not great. His home runs are all right. But he, and every other aspect of being a shortstop, he's top five. All right, moving on to our last topic for our power rankings, which I'm sure everybody's waiting for. We're going to pick a couple people who we expect to fall off and a couple people who we expect to turn it around. So basically, this is going to go either two ways. We're going to see somebody who's started to fall off and is going to continue falling off, turn around, or someone who's having a dismal year, and we see them turning around or just completely maybe even getting DFA'd. Who knows? Let's go to Mark first on this one. Uh, first guy I have, um, Odebel Herrera in uh, Philadelphia. I think he's he's a good player. Not He's not what he's doing right now. I mean, he, his last few years, he's had moments where he's hot and cold, so I think he's due for an extended cold stretch. And, and a guy who I think... He's going to turn it up, and I kind of hate to admit it, but I think Giancarlo Stanton is going to start hitting home runs eventually because it's just too good of a place for him where he's hitting in Yankee Stadium, like right next to Aaron Judge. He's got that lineup behind him. Once he hits that, he hit that signature home run. He finally got that walk-off home run, kind of endeared himself a little bit more. I think now is the time you're going to see Giancarlo start to really take off and, and be that guy that the Yankees were paying for. Now, that's a great prophecy, Mark, and I, and I love your foretelling of the story. Yeah, you have great fairy tales, Mark. I think that John Carlos Stanton doesn't become John Carlos Stanton until the second year at Yankee Stadium. He's going to have an adjust. The entire year will be an adjustment year. I've seen the numbers. They said his, his MVP year was the exact same to this point as it was you know, last year, whatever it may be, but I don't think that he turns it on like he did uh, last year. Just because, like, new park, new new problems, and it, to your point, he did hit that one home run, earned his pinstripes, dude, that was sick, but I just don't believe in it. I don't believe in it either. Uh, John Carlos Stanton's one of my favorite players, but besides last year, last year could be an outlier, to be honest. He has ridiculous power, and there's no doubt about that, but him hitting o- almost 280, which he's not doing right now, is probably a pipe dream. I don't think he's that type of player. I don't think he's ever going to be that type of player. Right, he's always had injuries in the past. He Before the MVP season, he, had, he missed like two half seasons before that. So, I mean, you never know. He could get hurt, or he could hit 97 home runs. I think he's going to hit, I don't think he's going to hit 97, but I think he could, he could hit 50 this year. and like cause He can hit nine home runs in a week. Like He has that kind of swing, power, and surrounding. He If they, Yankees go on a homestand and he gets fucking two lefties in a row, he can easily knock out seven home runs, nine home runs in a week. Dude, nine times nine, 81, plus nine, plus seven. 97, baby. Yeah. I am completely fucking lost with that math. But uh, I'm going to give you my turnaround guy who's been hurt most of the year. 
I got Josh Donaldson. He's 32 years old, all right? So, and he's already won an MVP. Everyone says that the clock's already ticked and that he's done. He's going into his free agent year, and he's not going to get a lot of money because he's having a bad year. He's injury-plagued, and he's only batting 234. But listen, Josh Donaldson is 32 years old. People have had great seasons after 32, okay? Look at Nelson Cruz, which would be the, the guy that everybody after year 34 looks at. He is completely lighting it up. He's been lighting it up for the past couple of years. Where do you guys see Josh Donaldson turning around or falling off even more? I Josh Donaldson is Chris Davis version two. Oh my fucking god! He's gonna be an entire sideshow to where he, wherever he goes because he's gonna be hitting so bad. Let's not remember that Josh Donaldson was a catcher for the Oakland Athletics before he was a good third baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays. So let's not forget where he came from. That come on, you can't you can't hit. That is one of the most ridiculous <laughs> yeah. points I have ever heard in How my life. How so? Because he was a catcher. He's bad. Like what? He was a bad player. He was never a bad yeah, player. He was good. an average player. Who wanted, was Josh Donaldson a star as a catcher for the Oakland Athletics? No, but was... No, shut up. Was Kenley Jansen a star for, uh, as a catcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers? He was a fucking star in the World Baseball Classic as a catcher for whatever country God he played damn for. It, Kyle. All right. Was he a star for it in the anymore. World Baseball Classic? Was Kenley Jansen a star in the World Baseball Dude, Classic? I didn't know who Kenley Jansen was until he started fucking saving games. This summer, or whatever the thing was, he was the catcher for whatever the country was, and he was gunning people out. The fact that you don't remember the country is perfect example of why it doesn't fucking matter. I remember Kenley because he was a bigger star than Okay, the it was the country. Netherlands, first of all, and he was still closing games for them. Kenley Jansen, high as hell in the Netherlands. Love that all shit. Alright, we're done talking about this. No one's gonna turn around. Baseball's falling off because <laughs> of Kyle. I gotta tell my guys. I got a good one. I got a good fall-off. Alright, fine. My fall-off guy, and I will shed a tear as I look into the microphone, <laughs> I will say Bryce Harper has officially fallen off the fucking wagon. Guys, it's... Really, 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 really bad. Kyle, is it conspiracy theory time? It's okay. I'll go. I'll go into a little bit of a conspiracy theory. Bryce Harper is the reason he's falling off is because he doesn't want the attention of free agency. He just wants to get signed back by the Washington Nationals in a quiet contract signing for a low amount of money, so the Nationals can sign all the big names. And win a World Series. Bryce Harper, team player. That sounds Thoughts. Exactly and then exactly like Bryce Harper. Thoughts. And then him and his dog Wrigley are gonna stay in D.C. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, his dog um, named Wrigley is gonna stay in D.C. instead of go to Chicago with one of the best teams in the world and not try to win a World Series. They're gonna get eliminated in the first round of the playoffs after every time. But I actually disagree with you on Bryce Harper not turning around. I think he's obviously gonna turn around. I think I think that he's purposely doing it, so I think he won't turn it around, which I'm fine with. But in the playoffs, you know, he'll come around uh, right, 27. That, that's not good. He'll probably get a majority of his home runs in the playoffs. Right, because that's not going to gonna get him a huge contract. No, I don't. See, Daniel Murphy didn't get a huge contract from the Mets when he hit his home Daniel runs. Daniel Murphy isn't Bryce Harper. No, it's because the Mets are dumb and stupid. Yeah, that's why. I would 100% right. agree with the Mets are dumb and stupid. All right, we're going to move on to our last segment, the power rankings. Every week we do this, and every week we've had the same three teams, so I'm actually eager to see if we still have the same three teams in the top three. So, Newsflash, they are the same three teams in the yes. top three. Kyle, what do you got? I got Atlanta Braves at five. Not for long, Braves. We're coming for your ass. Four, Milwaukee Brewers. Three, Red Sox. Two, Yankees. One, Strohs. I mean, three, three, two, one is just, that's pretty much a, a lock. Mark? Yeah, I got uh, Cleveland five. Milwaukee four. Bias. No, no, right, relax. So I got Cleveland five, Milwaukee four, Houston three, uh, three, Boston two, 
Yankees won. And this is like the fifth week in a row or fourth week in a row that I've had the Yankees at one. It's and really it, sad and I'm ridiculous. I'm very close to tying a noose and just ending it all. Yeah, fuck the Yankees, dude. But a little uh, thing, uh, nobody had Seattle, huh? I, I debated it, but they had lost five in a row. Yeah, so they, 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 I, They're 3-7 and seven in yeah, the last 10. Yeah, there's no power behind those rankings, so... And overtake them in the wild card. I'm and so sorry why the fuck did you just say that? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Pun master Mark. No, I, I don't think that they're, a, that they're a lock for the wild card spot at all. Angels, maybe. All right. <laughs> no, wait. Okay, time out. You said something about the Phillies. Regardless. The Washington Nationals are the best team in the NL East. I'm not letting this slide. They are the best team in the National League East. It doesn't matter. They will, and they're going to win the East. It, what do you think? The Nationals won't even make the wild card? Oh, I hate this. I hate this. You talk about this crap all the time. The season ended right now. The Mets will go out of business. I hope the Mets go out of business. <laughs> I hope. You can't use the Mets against me anymore. The Nationals are the best team in the National League East. That's all I'm saying. All right. I'm back with the Nationals' hot takes. Listen, the Nationals may be slumping, but this Kelvin Herrera acquisition, biggest trade of the year so far. Would you disagree? Okay. Biggest. He's got a one ERA. Amazing, amazing bullpen arm. This is the Nationals sending a shot off the bow to the rest of the league that we're here to that we're here to play. Rizzo, the GM, has said we're not fucking around in Bryce's last year. We're gonna get people and we're gonna make a run. This is it. Everybody, watch out. The Nats may be slumping, but check your backs because Herrera's coming in. We got Herrera, Doolittle, uh, we got Kinsler, Madsen, and we had a, we got some new guys too that are throwing great too. I'm sure they won't be in the playoffs, but. The Nationals' bullpen, which we've admittedly been trying to fix for three years, may finally have been fixed. Watch yourself, friends. So, I got to go off on some Joe conspiracy theory here. Because I have never heard anyone be as committed to the whole flat earth idea here. And the poison is spreading. Because I'm in the car the other day. And my, my good buddy, Chris Stevens, we're, we're driving out to a baseball game. He goes Dave. to me, I think the earth is flat. And now I pulled out a move that Kyle had pulled out previously. And Let me I, say it. Yeah, please. Whenever Joe, our gracious host this week, says that he thinks the earth is flat, I will just simply respond to him. And you guys can use this in your debates with your conspiracy friends. I said, do you think all the rest of the planets are flat too? And that you have to, he has to reflect and he has to think, hmm, I wonder if Mercury is flat. It doesn't look flat from here. Also, Saturn, it's got like a ring around it. Like, that's not, like, is that not a thing? It, it has so, a couple, I think. So that that was just, and anyone who believes that, like, reevaluate everything you've ever done in your entire life because somewhere along the way, you went wrong and you just decided to deny, like, thousand uh, about a thousand years of evidence for that the earth is fucking round like let's go it's not hard good take oh happy to say this hansel robles is not a fucking met anymore and i am so so happy this guy has tormented me i had a quote tweet thread where it reached like 15 tweets about how much i hate hansel robles and it just came to an end because the angels bailed me out i am so so happy so thank you Anaheim, I am so happy that you are just really, really dumb and have fun with Hansel fucking Robles. Hansel Robles, point to the sky on a home run. Point to that sky, point all the way to the angels in the sky because that's where you're going, cowboy.
Wait, Joe, I just got one thing to say. Um, the Mets are losing 8-3 to three right now. Yeah, well, you know, that's the Mets. I, I have nothing else to say about the Mets. We might never win again, and that's a real possibility. That's going to wrap up the show this week. Uh, if you like the show, make sure you shout us out. If you really like the show, you can respond to us, uh, caughtlookingpod at gmail.com. We also have a lot of social media. We have Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Instagram. Find us. Hit us up. Comment to us. If we hear a comment, we'll put it in the show. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Don't get caught looking.